What's up, walkers? My daddy said to tell you that there's a weird audio anomaly in this episode, but he intends to release his inner borgullet to find the truth about why that happens. For now, we'll just conclude that an imperial probe droid hacked our transmission. It's a good bet the Empire knows we're here. What's up, walkers? We are back talking about Star Wars Rogue One. As you know, uh, Jeffrey and I posted our knee-jerk review of Star Wars Rogue One immediately after leaving the theater, sitting in a freezing cold car. It was five degrees out, and oh, Jeff and man. I were huddled up waiting for the heat to come on. Right. It felt like Hoth. It did. I was looking for, I was looking for a, a Tauntaun man. <laughs> yep, yep. Just slice it open. Uh, and now... Uh, Allie has seen the movie as well. Yay. So we'll kick things off with uh, Allie's impressions, oh. reactions. Okay, let's, and, let's, let's hear it. And then okay. we'll just dive into everything that now that a couple of days have passed, what we're thinking about Rogue One. Uh, so, Al, let's start with you. Uh, All right, what did you think? I really, really liked it. I liked it so much more than The Force Awakens. It makes so much sense. It does such justice to the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, minus like maybe two things. Like, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Jeff later. was making the Vader, <coughs> the Vader choke the sign. Vader choke Vader sign. Choke Sorry, sign. I'm choking on a cookie. Go ahead. <laughs> See, it works. Be careful. <laughs> Just do not force. choke on your cookies. Oh man, I don't know my own powers. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, it was so good, and and the planets were amazing, and the space battle was amazing, and just oh. It was everything that I wanted out of this movie. That was of, coffee, by the way. That was of, coffee. Out of a new Star Wars movie. It's like everything that I wanted The Force Awakens to be. And the thing is, is that The Force Awakens had like almost no confines to work within. It mm-hmm. was just like new, brand new territory. Right. And Rogue One had this very strict box that it had to fit into and it fit into it perfectly and still did a hundred times better than the force awakens did at like telling the story telling a story taking us to places we've never been before Mm -hmm. introducing us to new characters like oh my god i love k2 he's (laughs) like a robotic wash that is interesting isn't it that if either of the two movies uh, would take the shackles off, you would think it would be the uncharted territory of episode seven. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is already wedged in between two existing movies, and yet they seem to have so much more freedom and have so much more fun mm-hmm. in the Star Wars sandbox. It's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Oh, I, just I, I think for this whole episode, dear walkers, you should just expect... Uh, the three of us to interrupt each other constantly, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. Because we're so excited. We're still in the molten lava stage of our... Allie, you didn't use the love word. No, I love it. Okay. okay. I really love it. I I was like... This was a Seinfeld. No, I got like maybe three quarters of the way into the movie at the theater, and I was like, Brendan, I love this. See, see. Now, how, how many times did you turn, did you turn around and say, wow, did you see that? Or was that awesome? Uh, like three, maybe five, See? eight times. I don't all the time per ten minutes. Per ten minutes. The yes, only exactly. times that I and I think we all agree on this. The only time that I turned and was like, "What the heck?" 
were the CGI Tarkin and Leia parts. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I understand what they were going for. Yeah, but it was just, just uncanny yeah. valley to like such a degree. Mm-hmm. Like and and I know, like I heard people in my theater, and I think Brett, you said you heard people too. People some people like don't know that Peter Cushing has been dead for yeah. a while. No, there have been people around the office that are like, what did they do? So was that like how did they get them in there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are people asking us. I don't think they believe that they reanimated uh, Peter Cushing's how, dead corpse. How? Don't offend anybody, Allie. Some people Allie. may be fooled. I'm going to bleep Allie just because she might have offended some of the walkers just now. Just maybe. <laughs> just maybe. We don't know. No, seriously, like uh, oh. there are walkers that 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 were that were. Can't find the right word not to offend anybody. That yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, that bought PC, in man. to the illusion. Yeah, okay. they bought into the illusion. Well, I'm yeah. glad the illusion worked on them. Yeah. It did yeah. not work on me. So there was yeah. a couple at the well, theater. Watto. I guess you're just too strong. I know. I that. know. Jedi <laughs> <laughs> magic don't work on me. Only money. That's what it was. It was a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> yes. The thing is, there was this couple in the theater. And immediately when the movie ended, yeah. they were arguing full bore about the fact that these characters, the CGI characters, were real. Yeah. And they're like, that was them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh they gave them some special makeup and, you know, they look, they look a certain way. And the, the, the other um, I think uh, they were the also significant debating. other, she was just like, no. No. I do CGI for a living. That is CGI. Yeah. And, yeah. You and argued was, with she somebody was so like mad that? About no, it. but they Dude, were also... Uh, we didn't argue with them. What no, happened, I know. <clears throat> they were also debating the merits of doing it, which to yeah. me is the bigger deal. Because yeah. I think that they, they did as good a job as probably anybody could do. Yeah. But um, So just, you don't think they wasted any expense? That. No, I, th- I think they did. I think they spent all the money they could on getting it as close to real as possible. But uh-huh. I just, hmm. but I mean, interesting. so I don't know. at the end of um, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. there is a scene. It's very very short, but there is a scene on the bridge of a star destroyer where Vader walks walks up to the window, and standing next to him is a slightly younger Governor Tarkin. Yep, and that was a real guy, and that, that was, was a real, real dude. Yeah. And he looked relatively, like, as much as you could expect somebody who isn't Peter Cushing to look like Peter Cushing. Right. And, like... I would have preferred that. I, I would have, prefer- about I would have preferred mm-hmm. to have makeup on that guy. Yeah. Because, like, you know that you can. they can do it. They made, like, a very young Ian McDermott look like a haggard, crazy old dude <laughs> yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Right. So, like... So it is possible. It is possible. But also, but even with that guy, even though it was a real guy, I don't think they showed his face dead on. And all he does no, is really he stands there for two seconds and walks away because, yeah. like, let me get out of here before they realize it's not really him. You know, and they, like, they could have done that here, too. Uh, I mean, with Tarkin, I guess the difficulty was that, I mean, they included him so in much. So much of the movie. That you couldn't just a have character. a corner of his face and one shot for two seconds. You know, you had to, I mean, he had a lot of lines. But now we actually have a direct comparison mm-hmm. to say, okay, do you like CGI Tarkin or real life Tarkin? Real life Tarkin. Yeah, and I'm going for real life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, agreed. I mean, obviously, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if I, if <clears> one even of that guys wasn't the biggest. You know, taboo. Well, but again, the, for, the worst for a, one was Leia. Yeah. For a movie where everything is so real, like if they had done that in Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones or something, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me as much because there's so much CGI going on already. Mm-hmm. But in a movie where everything feels so tangible and real, um, you know, it's just so jarring. And then I, I think the other thing is you can't have Krennic 
acting off of a cartoon the way he would act off of a real human being and have well, I that think conflict. There was, there was a real person there, yeah, but guess, you don't know what he... I mean, right. you can... To, to give Ben Mendelsohn credit, though, mm-hmm. okay. he is a huge huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. So I'm sure that he knew, like, oh, my God, how would I feel if I was in this situation with Tarkin? I would want to kill him. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, I think part of Krennic's problem, and I've said this to both of you, I think, at this point, mm-hmm. is that he's so insecure about his position within the Empire that he's not going to show it until, like, when Tarkin's like, okay, so I'm taking control of this battle station. And he's mm-hmm. like, tantrum! <laughs> and I'm taking credit for everything. At least he didn't have a lightsaber. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Couldn't true. have been worse. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's, it's funny you say that because um, he he looked like he was holding it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Krennic. And, and the thing was, like, he was constantly looking for this approval. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, he's got this huge ego. Mm-hmm. Right? And, it, I mean, that was – I thought that was good acting because he was irritating. And that's what he was supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, I do think there was actually more CGI than we think, though. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know you said that it's – it was so real, but like there, are, I think there's plenty of CGI shots mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, without mm-hmm. a doubt. But I feel like, like looking at K two, mm-hmm. he's totally CG, yeah. but he didn't look it. No, not at all. And that's the thing is like they're humans are impossible. Humans are impossible because you know what an actual human looks like, and it's even harder when uh. you've got a fake human in a room full of real humans. See, mm-hmm. that, I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the comparison. All right. So now I love the move, by the way, that K two does on Jyn Erso when they first get her. Yeah, I think that's when. That, that's a isn't that a wrestling move? <clears throat> that's when you get. Yes, it is. I believe okay. so. And that's when you really get that this is going to be a very physical movie. Um, strangely, even though he is CG. I'm sure she really got slammed to the ground. Like when oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah, day. totally. And just the detail that Gareth Edwards, and we will talk about how much I think we all love him at this moment. Mm. <laughs> but, like, to show her clearly with the wind knocked out of her, yep. struggling to breathe after landing on her back really hard on the ground. Yeah. And being grabbed by the neck and thrown down to the ground. Yes. Like, she wasn't gentle. It wasn't dropped. Nope. She was thrown. Mm-hmm. She was slammed. Yeah. yeah. Onto the ground. Um, you are being rescued. <laughs> Congratulations, he says. Mm. You are being rescued. And the awesome. thing is, all of those lines worked because my wife actually laughed yep. at all those moments. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, if she's laughing, then this is definitely funny. Yep. Right, right. Yeah, my wife enjoyed it as well. She laughed at a lot of different lines. Um, Not non-Star Wars. Star Wars so first of all, here's a charity that I, I could get behind. Okay. It's just like raffle off a hug. For Gareth Edwards. Nice. Because, like, don't you just want to hug him right now? Five dollars yes. right here. I just want to hug that Damn. guy and be like, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you making, for not messing this up. Making our dreams come true. Yeah. I really, I really want to know what George Lucas thinks of this movie. He liked it. He said supposedly he really liked right, it a lot. Right, like more but than he, Force told, he told Gareth Edwards that, right? That's true, right? What I want to hear yeah. it from the mouth <laughs> of George Lucas himself. Mm-hmm. I want an interview. I want somebody Speaking to Speaking of ego, though, him. do you think he would admit that, like, <laughs> no. oh, yeah, I wish I thought of that? I don't think so. I think he's, at this point, like, the entire expanded universe, like, none of that was him. I think he's well aware of the fact that, like, Star Wars is a thing that cre- that inspires 
so many other people. Mm -hmm. But like Jeff always says how the movies are the pinnacle, right? And I don't think anything in the expanded universe has ever topped the original movies. No, but so this has... He's always had that. And this is like... But this is pretty darn close. Not, this is yeah. pretty close. I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it wouldn't so. have existed without the originals. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. he could ever be like, oh, I don't want to admit to liking this. Right. So speaking of the originals, what I felt right, about this go. is that um, I, th- I think what we're saying, and Ali, you would agree, especially especially the Force Awakens hater. Um, <laughs> that Rogue, I like that movie. <laughs> Rogue One embodies the spirit of Star Wars, not yes. the flesh and bone of Star Wars. So it's yes. not a recreation of what we've already seen. No. But like, so it's, it's doing new things in new places with new ships and new characters and yet it all feels very Star Wars mm-hmm. which is remarkable because they do so many things out of like Brendan was dead on uh, in our last full episode before our review yes of course Skywalkers please go back yeah and <laughs> listen to our other episodes because they really clue into what we're talking about right now yeah Brendan's words were echoing in my head like Obi-Wan's words to Luke in the X-Wing where it's just like <laughs> they're breaking the with Luke. tradition and like not <laughs> 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 and we knew they were going to, but Brendan was talking about the importance of doing that for the future success of the franchise continuing. And I think I underestimated that. Like it was like I was hearing what he was saying, but I didn't really get it yeah. until, until you saw it. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I I think I punched Jeff in the leg a bunch of times during the movie. <laughs> yeah. The leg and the shoulders. Like immediately, the second that I wore pads. The, the I, I don't know how to quite describe the music. But there is just this bizarre note that the movie begins with. So oh, yeah. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then it's boom. Right. And there's just a planet off in the bottom left corner of the screen. It's just so striking. It yeah. was so strikingly different, but so Star Wars at the same time, yeah. which is such an achievement. I will admit that I was a little unsettled. That there was no crawl. Me too. I was very much like, where is the opening theme? Where is the crawl? (laughs) But it didn't bother me. It was just like, oh, well, this is different. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Around around the third time that I saw the movie, uh it works. Okay. The first (laughs) two times. The first first two times, it was like, but third time, I was like, okay, this this is is good. The one that bothered me the first time, and I said it again, this is me and Jeff. In real time, talking to each other as we saw it for the first time, which is so much fun, um, that the uh, Rogue One title screen bothered me initially mm-hmm. because, I mean, first of all, yeah, we've never seen that. And it wasn't like the, the very beginning that I just talked about where it's like startling and different and you immediately liked it. I was just like, oh, like, like that feels kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. anticlimactic. Like, or, why did you do that? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's also because we didn't know the theme. So it plays this new theme. That, you know, is, is different from the original score. Yeah, that's true. But now that I've heard that a couple of times, I love it. You mm-hmm. know, right? so. So it works. I, th- but I think it, the music is amazing, too, by the way. Yeah. I was really, uh, the first time we saw it, I think that I, uh, that that sort of thing, the, the, the new score, mm-hmm. the new theme was a little off-putting at first. Again, mm-hmm. just not being used to it. Yeah. Um, but then, I don't think you realize the first time watching it how much it affects the way the movie feels. And I, I was so giddy, again, jabbing Jeff in the leg with my fist <laughs> about just how weird the movie is, especially in like the first half hour or so, where you just yeah. jump, jump to these weird places with weird characters. Saw Guerrera's like, yeah. you know, right hand 
weirdo looking i don't know if that's an alien or half droid whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. that's amazing and just weird and mysterious that nothing in force awakens pulled that off to that degree not even close no and it was so good but also the music the music felt to me like something from the 50s like ben-hur or something at times it was so bold and odd and just well and just for the moment where like again spoilers if yeah, you haven't seen the movie, go for it, bro. You know, just let it go. Spoiler. But anyway, when Captain Cassian mm-hmm. um, kills the informant, yeah, like the the whole movie just changes. It's like, okay, this is going to be a dark movie in the yeah, Star Wars universe, I was and we're not, just going to put you all on notice that this is how it's going to. I was not expecting that moment. Right? I was like, holy crap! Yeah, like, what is going on here? And then yeah. the other part is listening. If you listen to this movie mm-hmm. without without visual, yep, like. I, I could see this. Like, yeah. you know, I, I could feel the story. I understand it. Like, the rewatchability and the mm-hmm. re-listening mm-hmm. of this movie is off the charts. Yeah. I will say, and I've expressed this as well off mic to the both of you, yep. I am a little disappointed that, spoiler, just don't listen to this if you haven't watched it. <laughs> okay. <yet. laughs> Guys, uh, let me just say right now, I'm, okay. I'm putting it the, up front. It'll be named like the review was named, like spoiler, spoiler-filled spoiler review. This okay. will be spoiler-filled discussion, whatever. Great. So, yeah, go. Yeah, um, spoil away. So right. I will say that I was a little disappointed that, you know, Krennic is flying to Mustafar mm-hmm. to see Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And there's not even, like, a hint of the one of the themes that was used on Mustafar mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. No. Like I went back and listened to a couple of the tracks on the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack mm-hmm. that play on Mustafar, specifically Enter Lord Vader, and mm-hmm. then I listened to Krennic's <laughs> Aspirations on the Rogue One soundtrack, and I was like, why is there nothing? Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Which I like. On the one hand, I get it. He wanted to create something wholly unique and different. But on the other hand, like Giacchino, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is and I it, think is it on Mustafar though? Because yeah, it it's is. been confirmed. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What so other they, volcanic planet? They broke away from the would... from expanded universe. I think that's what here. threw me off the first time. Because in like, expanded universe, he... it's on the planet of June. Yeah. There's Just a so couple know. of different. But that's legends branches. Now. I know. Yeah. But I yeah, liked yeah. it. There was an article about that on, on some site, kind of talking about the Not couple cool. of different ways uh, that that's been handled in the past, including in Legends. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the application of the old score versus the new score was kind of odd because there were times where they did include the original score. Yeah. And then, but there were times where you thought they should and they didn't. It was kind of strange. But, you know, I do like the new score. But I agree that I think there were times where you really could have heard the old one. You kind of wanted, not Mm -hmm. even like a just straight up like rebellion theme, but like something to kind of remind you like of something that happened or like to give you the the sense of like you're still in that universe. Because there were so, like the way that they decided to um, tell you on screen what planet you were mm-hmm. visiting like i didn't need that that's yeah, never been here. done in a star wars movie before yeah. and it was one of the few things that didn't work for me in this movie right it felt a little guardians of the galaxy yeah too, exactly they did that and it probably doesn't help that i think it's the second planet they show where cassian goes to meet the informant that Jeff which isn't even about. a planet it's just like a floating, floating. asteroid Did you notice it's like two it's like asteroids carved out connected by building. it's been carved out though it's like a carved oh, out yeah. that's what it is you notice it goes all the way up to the top yeah 
Yeah. And it's almost like maybe it's like it an has, apple core. Do you think it has mm-hmm. gravity on both sides? Because that's kind of sure. how it seems. Sure. Why not? A Starbase Yorktown can. Yeah. Star Trek reference. Oh snap! I just looked at Allie like. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mix me up, Al. I'm sorry. Speaking of Star Trek, though, there home, are, home improvement. We've discussed insert. as well that there are clearly red ensigns in this movie. Although oh, yeah. the entire cast ends up being a red ensign, but true. Yeah. So here's the thing that bothers us: uh, black guys and fat white guys cannot survive. In the, in Star, the Wars Star Wars universe, apparently. Apparently. Like, why is that? Well, There's... Finn is still alive. Okay, yeah. But, like, it, by so a breath. In by Rogue a breath One, two, <laughs> in Rogue One, my guess is that Saw Gerrera was originally expected to have a larger role in the movie because it's pretty clear that his stuff is some of the stuff that was recut or rescript and reshot or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were just saying, like, all right, we're. We're giving this guy a really big role. But there's the pilot, you know, toward the end of the movie. And, like, you see him for the first time three seconds before he dies. So I don't know what's up with that. And then they have this hefty white dude pilot who also dies immediately. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to. very long. Yeah. Is that like a tradition? I think that's a tradition that you can uh, do away with now. I think it's very hard to be weight challenged in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but at the same time, it's easier because of the lack of gravity. Unless you're mm-hmm. an alien. Mm-hmm. Unless you're an alien. Did yeah. you guys notice that there were uh, Red Leader and Gold Leader? Yes. Were Red Leader and Gold Leader? From the original. They are alternate takes yes. from A New Hope. It's yeah. original footage from yeah. 19... Which they just put it in there. Probably filmed in 75, 76. Yeah. It, yeah. And, but it worked but it so worked. well. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They did it right. It worked so well. And mm-hmm. like... Just talk about your cookie. Sorry, this cookie. Dude, where'd so you get good. that cookie from, man? Oh man! Did you is not like get the Reese, email this morning? Is that morning? a Reese's Pieces cookie? Yeah. This is like a a, sh- a chocolate chip cookie with a Reese's oh peanut God. butter like cup. Like a thumbprint, but what with a peanut heck? butter cup mm-hmm. instead of a, a Hershey Kiss. You want my ice cream? I didn't see that. It's for you, buddy. Oh no, I, mean, I can't take you. No, this is grossing you out. No. I've had enough, dude. No, it's good. It's good. You were looking at it. Go no, ahead, take I can't. Just take it. Now let me just finish this. You just to finish it, so I'm not tempted anymore. Just listen to me eat this. Mm. Do not okay. want. Okay. Walkers, we have gone off the rails. Stop it. Do not want. <laughs> please, please. Do not want. Let's move on. Oh, baby. <laughs> mm, so good. <laughs> Blanche, I hope you're not listening to this. Yeah, Jeff, right. in your deepest voice, be like, what are you eating? <laughs> what are you eating, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> One nine hundred, my cookie. <laughs> no, <snap. laughs> oh, okay. We've, so we've totally gone and off the Just like burn it off the just hard cut, drive. Just, um, just cut, man. The wok has never sizzled like this before. <laughs> There's some extra oil in there. All right, what else do we want to talk about? Okay, Sagarera. So right. it's interesting to me. I, again, I would have loved to see his role expanded. Uh, as it turns out, we just found out that he's going to appear in Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> and he's never met clippers that he liked. No. Nope. But, you know, whatever. Dude, I like him with hair. Why was he bald younger? Like, most. I don't most, get it. I didn't have that luxury. So, okay, I. <laughs> I'm bald now. Right. I do not remember, like. I like the salt I, and I pepper bed I don't remember the episode that he was in in Clone Wars. Like, I saw it, but I haven't seen it for mm-hmm. probably, like, two years now. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember it well enough to know, like, what he sounded like in the Clone Wars. But I don't remember him sounding like, my child. Like an, <laughs> like an old wizard. <laughs> 
Like an no, 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 old no. crazy oh, dude. Man. No, no, no. He's Fat Tony from The Simpsons. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this flat, flavorless Manhattan? Oh, wow. <laughs> Save the dream. God, his death was so sad. Yeah. In a pathetic way. The dude did not want to walk five more feet. No. Nope. Like, no, like, not worth it. it. Not worth it. Like, quit. Maybe, maybe he wasn't sold on the cast either. Like I wasn't. Like, yeah, you that guys, scene when they're racing the oh, yeah. the wave of dirt. Holy crap! I was like, are they gonna make it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, oh, that it feels is like this movie about to end. Right. This is is this it? It feels <laughs> like they would have been crushed about twenty seconds earlier. Oh yeah, totally. Um, no, I love that scene. I thought it was great. I was disappointed that he didn't get to do anything. I was really hoping for. Saw Guerrero's last stand, you know, mm, but there yeah, would be some true. scene in the movie where I figured he'd give his life uh, for the rebellion, but he didn't. I mean, he just kind of was like, you know what? I'm cool. Yeah. I'm done. I do like that they, they, it was very, and we speculated like, of course, who's, he gave his feet for the rebellion. Who that? We yeah. speculated in one of our previous episodes, like, who is going to survive this movie? Mm-hmm. And everybody dies. Everybody <laughs> dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> so I had to tell so my daughter. That was a pretty good prediction. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, I am very much vindicated in my approach of not taking my daughter to opening night. <laughs> because uh, we talked about this like oh, a yeah. year ago about I didn't want to take her the, f- the opening night of episode seven because I figure at some point she's going to have to pee. Yep. And I am not leaving that theater until the two hours and 18 minutes are up. So <laughs> this time, same thing, me, Jeff, and our friend John went uh, to the premiere Thursday, Thursday night. night. I did not bring my daughter. Uh, so we went again on Saturday night with my whole family, a couple of friends of ours, and my daughter. And sure enough, she had to pee during my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> the entire part? movie. The, the Battle of Scarif. But oh, my, the, no! The thing I wanted to see the most, was well, the, I, I honestly think the thing that stands out in my mind so much is that X-Wing battle. Yeah. Which yeah. I was not expecting to be my standout moment, but it was. It was and the great. camera work was incredible. It's so good. There's the shot from the back of the X-Wing. When it's flying, While you're flying. towards the battle, and it's unbelievable, and I missed that scene the second time. Mm. So I just have to see it the third time that much sooner. <laughs> right. Yeah, because exactly. I've only seen that part. And, and what did your daughter say, Brett? About the movie? Yeah, about, um, about uh, going to the next one. She's kind of obsessed. Oh, okay, so what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Daddy, um, next year, can you not go with Jeff and John before <laughs> We all go together. <laughs> Sorry, like, little one. Oh, how do I say no to that? <laughs> but the thing is, I, I the other reason that I do it is because I don't know what to expect from the movie. I don't know what might be too intense for her. So the K two. Oh, so there SO, really is a parental guidance thing. There behind is. This. There actually is. I the, I'm the ozone. I'm the emotion ozone for her Aww. because I knew K two S O. She was going to ball her eyes out if she actually watched it through. Now here's the question: Did uh-huh. she? She, she started to get choked up, but the thing is I had told her about it beforehand. So here's how it went. I said, listen, okay. the robot, he dies, and it's really sad when he does die. Like, it was it really, really sad. Was oh, it was more emotional than any death in the movie, yeah. and that's yeah. saying something for a movie with, like, a billion deaths. Jen Erso, <laughs> you continue to surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it, then I'm going to die. It's heart-wrenching because he's just fighting as he's getting shot, and he keeps powering through it, and, and he's just, you know, and such a great And his dying moment is and closing the door. His dying moment, and it's so sad. It's such a tearjerker. 
Uh, it reminded me there was a Doctor Who episode where a guy kills a Triceratops in cold blood, which if you watch Doctor Who does not sound strange. Um, <laughs> and she started bawling her eyes out. She's never cried that much about what anything. Do- what episode is that? Uh, they find that guy who has a ship full of dinosaurs. Okay, better question, which Doctor? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's Matt narrow Smith. things down. Oh, okay. Then I Matt haven't Smith. seen it because right. I can't stand him. AKA okay, Netflix, the Crown, butt cheeks, man. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Why do we need to keep seeing his butt? That was four more cheeks than I needed to see. There are two, <laughs> two separate occasions. Great show, though. By the way, Brendan Incredible. thinks that the reason that they show so much of Matt Smith's butt in that show mm-hmm. is because it would be incredibly disrespectful to show the fake queens anything. Oh. So instead they just show the fake, fake king. That is quite a theory. show his I'm not sure that one, Brendan, is going to be echoing around my head. (laughs) That's that's not. No, but, uh, well, somebody told me apparently the dude actually slept in the nude. So that, I guess, is why. Yeah, Philip. Okay. He's awesome, though. That's a good show. <laughs> you know, all butt cheeks aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really did like All four of them. Um, but uh, back to – oh, yeah. So uh, what happened when we did see the movie uh, on Saturday night, <laughs> okay. the second time. Back to parental When my daughter did come. <laughs> yeah, she basically – I was like, well, this is when it's going to happen. And she's like, all right. And I was like, are you going to watch or no? And she's like, no, no, no. And uh, so she turned away from most of it. Really? But then she knew – yeah, actually, she didn't watch it. And then I told her when it was over, and she was still a little choked up. But Aww. it wasn't nearly as bad as if wow. she had. I mean, there's something about seeing him get, you know, repeatedly shot, shot in the back over and, and over. just going out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, mm. so that's the other reason. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Yeah, man. She episode eight. wants to risk a pee break during episode eight. <laughs> I don't know if I'm willing to do that. I'll, I'll raise you a pee break it with me. two red vines. It killed me just not seeing the X-Wings with the GoPro on the back of it last the other day. Yeah. So. I don't know how I would handle some crucial moment of episode eight. I'd probably just say go. You're s- old enough. A true sacrifice. No, I don't mean go to the bathroom. Just go. <laughs> 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 like, just, Here's a bag, honey. Just stay here. Like, look at this floor. Do you think you're doing any damage? <laughs> oh, snap. Like, you know. <laughs> Okay, I feel so bad for Showcase Theaters now. Uh, no, they should feel bad for us for stepping in what we step in there. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to need a year to figure this out. So. Well, you've got a year. It's a good thing. Maybe they'll remodel by then. By the way, uh, I was looking at somebody put out the release schedule, just kind of one of those, okay, let's just all, you know, we know when these movies are all coming out going mm-hmm. forward and which ones they are, but let's just put it down in print. Mm-hmm. But what surprised me is apparently after episode eight which releases a year from now the han solo movie comes out that may which is six months later so oh, they're wow. actually pumping up the schedule a little bit interesting which led me to think well when is episode nine coming yeah that's a full year after so it looks like they're going to shift out of the january release schedule you mean december i mean yeah december release back schedule. into the may back into the may release schedule Wow. Which I kind of like. I'm glad because it means we'll get summer all of those movie movies. blockbuster. Yeah, we'll get all of those movies sooner, it six won't months be sooner. Friggin' miserable when you. Yeah, but see don't you kind of like that Star Wars owns the theater for like two months now? Yeah, I guess so. Because now, like, I mean, this is what I love is for so the next episode two weeks, eight in December. Everybody goes on Christmas break and New Year's May, break. Han Solo. Yep. In the following May. 2019, episode 9. In the spring. Ooh, 20 Ryan Johnson and oh, maybe Colin this Trevorrow. 
Yeah. I think I cut out last time. Did I keep in the Matt Reeves bit from last time when Brendan was here? I don't remember. Because Matt Reeves is the guy directing the Apes movies, and the yeah. last one was fantastic. And oh, I really I, wish. I did see the trailer because it was in front of Rogue One. Hey, Cat Ken, it's not too late. You can kick Trevorrow to the curb. No offense, Colin. And get in Matt Reeves now. It's like, move on. I think he's probably done with Planet of the Apes already. Yeah. Like, principal photography is probably wrapped. Probably. So, uh, just saying. Um, Speaking of trailers. Yeah. Noticed, I noticed one trailer was missing, right? Spider-Man? No. Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> Look, hey, rebellions saying, are built I, on I, hope. <laughs> I was hoping. I, I don't think. I think oh, we can please. go back to the tape. And I was not you, confident that oh it would no. actually happen. I oh just wished no. it would. <laughs> and I was making the case for why, if you showed it at the end of the movie, it wouldn't really take away from Rogue One. You didn't oh. have a Spider-Man trailer at the beginning? No. Oh, my God. The really? Revere Showcase Cinemas is awful. It's terrible. But the thing is, the only good thing... But I did see the Spider-Man movie at the other theater. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Oh, did you? It yes. looks like garbage, just like the other ones. No, Al's what? I'm so sick of Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming? It was a little... Here's what you have to do. The, Amateurs. Yeah. No, that movie's only know. problem is the existence of the other movies. Because I, I guess think so. what happens is like it, it really appears like they're just blocking everything else out of their memories and making it like as if you didn't even know. Let's pretend uh, you're Andy Richter on Thirty Rock and you just woke up today not remembering the last thirty years. And you, I just say, make a Spider-Man movie however you think it should be. And that's what they're doing. But it's really hard to detach that because we all know. We, we all saw the we other We all ones. know that, that he's not like an 18-year-old in high school anymore. Yeah, yeah that, but, that but again, it's... At least he looks at it, though. It's because yeah. they're targeting, targeting a different audience. Right. Yeah. right. So we're the old audience that has been exposed to all three right. Yeah. Spider-Man. Right. And now it's like, no. I know. We, it's, we it's just, just want hard. It's just hard to detach, you know. Did you guys see the Cars trailer? I did. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, what are the they point? doing? Why? Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> depressing. Yeah. So let's see. Spider-Man. So we're, we're split on Spider-Man because I like that trailer. Cars. Everybody Cars, agrees. Planet depressing. of the Apes. Did you see it? It looked good. It looked okay. Really it looked yeah. okay. I want to see it. King Kong Skull Island. Didn't see that one. Going to be funny. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I, I'm not. I do not consider that movie to be a great piece of cinematography. <laughs> I just want to no, no, see no, no, it no. for popcorn. It is a great piece of cinematography, not cinema. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because the cinematography looks outstanding. Yeah. So and, not cinema. But this is what I like. It's not going to win. It's not going to win an Oscar. <laughs> Tying it back to Rogue One. The gusto is what I love about it, where it's like, I think that's what I was trying to say um, unaffectively earlier, is like mm. the music is colorful, and it paints the scenes in primary colors, and they it makes them stand out and pop. And the gusto, some of the silly things, like Jeff and I were talking earlier, Allie, about <laughs> when the music actually syncs to Saw Gerrera strapping his inhaler oh, to yeah. his chest, <laughs> which is so silly, but I think the they infamous had, inhaler. Yeah, yeah, they had to know that it was kind of silly, but yeah. they were just going for it. And I love that about it. Like, I feel like they're so you know off the leash with this movie like the shackles are off you know where jay i think that i think the force awakens was so utilitarian um in in what happened in the movie and maybe even in the editing where look we've talked about the things that they cut that we would have actually really liked to see that you know whereas this movie's just like hey let's have at it like yeah. you know i want to see an x-wing blow an at in half and and they do it and let's see it happen yeah you know it's it's um, on calamari, throw them in. It's interesting <laughs> because I kind of, I kind of felt that way 
uh, with Force Awakens mm-hmm. that they were just trying not to mess up. Yeah. Whereas with call, this Jeffrey. movie, it was like, you know what, just do what you want, man, right. because right. this is going right. to be a fun movie. Force Awakens and was a defensive struggle. It's similar to the same feeling that I had when I saw um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because mm. that movie was amazing right. because of the feeling that they caught. Right. Was that this is just going to be a fun, rock'em, sock'em space adventure. That's the other movie where I was completely blown away by just one screen. The second that he's dancing through the cave at the beginning of the movie yeah. and, the, and the words Guardians of the Galaxy just pop in out of nowhere, huge, it, it just immediately sells you on what they're doing. Where yeah. you're just like, I get it. Yeah. And I just laughed out loud, which I've never laughed at a title screen before. But this one you but did. that one made me crack up. Yeah, th- this is like football and... Oh, here it comes. I'm sorry, Allie. <laughs> Allie, do you enjoy football? Do you watch football at all? No. Not at all? I mean, I do. Like I have watched it. My father does Daddy Rico. not watch no? football. Daddy Rico? Whoa. Can we call him Daddy Rico? You go for do it. Do you think Rico. he would find that disrespectful? Though? No. no. Okay, good. Okay, Daddy Rico. Um, oh, not even. Hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> so. My stepdad does, but you better not call him football, Daddy Rico. In football, as you know, Jeffrey, <laughs> okay. you have defensive struggles. Yes. Conservative game plan. The other day, Patriots-Broncos was Casey. Playing not to lose. Playing not to lose, right? Uh, Then you have shootouts where it's just like throwing it all over the yard, bombs away, you know, let them fly. See who gets there first. Yeah, that really is like the difference between Force Awakens and Rogue One. And I'm not trying to knock Force Awakens, but I did feel. and uh, It's a different game plan. It's a different game plan. It's just like sling it. They still won the game, but it, you know. They were slinging it. Yeah. So did you speaking going back to the soundtrack for a minute? All right, soundtrack. Did you guys happen to notice? I don't know if you purchased the soundtrack or not. Um, but, About to. But I generally, just, when Giacchino puts out a soundtrack, he's known for his punny titles. Thank you for saying Giacchino. You're welcome, Italian. Yeah, he he's known for punny titles. Um, there's like a track for the, the oh yeah for the Star Trek Beyond soundtrack yeah. that's like hitting the saucer a little hard. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's when, it's when the saucer's crashing into. The, so anyway, oh, I thought it was like going but on the Kirk, in, in Kirk's quarters yeah. on the Rogue One soundtrack yeah. in the Listerine. He did not do the punny titles. So he didn't go snarky, huh? However, if Cat you can. if you purchase the soundtrack like physical disc, oh yeah, it's they're in the liner notes. Yes. But I have them here for making Star Wars. If you would like to know what they are, oh, tell us. Let's Al. hear it. Let's tell hear it. Us. So uh, the first track on the actual soundtrack is called "He's Here for Us." Yep. Uh, the punny title is uh, "Krennic Condition." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. Two, a long ride ahead, also known as Gin and Scarret. Okay. Three, the uh, Imperial Labor Camp. Uh-huh. Gincarcerated. <laughs> I'm just going to read you the pun yeah, titles. Awesome. Going, yeah, just do, go with the pun titles. Going to Seesaw. <laughs> that good. new Death Star smell. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I like that one. Oh, man. I like that one. Jetta Call Saw. That's good. When Ambush Comes to Shove. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Urso Facto. That's good. Go do the e-do that you do so well. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's great. <laughs> Have a choke and smile. There we go. <laughs> Urso in vain. Takes one to rogue one. Ooh. World's worst vacation destination. Will he let us use these for our, t- our podcast titles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this, title? That's what yeah. this sounds like. Takes one to rogue one. Scarif tactics. Mm-hmm. Nice. Bazed and confused. Aww. Switch hunt. 
Transmission Impossible oh. and Live and Let Jedi. Oh, Live and Let Jedi. Oh, I like that. Those are awesome. Right? I love the soundtrack. No, I was just uh, listening to it for free off of YouTube last I was night to spot- in the on shower. Spotify. Yeah. Mm, I was singing it. Oh. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> there's there's one yeah. I will say, like I really like what he did with the um the Imperial suite because yep. it's very different, but yep. it's also got themes got that the we're we're used to. Yep. It does sound a lit there's like little tiny teeny hints of Kylo Ren's theme. Oh yeah. Huh. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping mm-hmm. that uh, they address this on yeah. Star Wars Oxygen. Let's see. Well, speaking of, <clears throat> now Jeffrey was very quick to point out that my predictions of uh, some sort of connection from episode uh, from Rogue One to Episode Seven or Eight, oh yeah, were unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the jury. Well, I, no, I was just talking about the trailer. At first, I was just joking and being Seven, defensive. Not eight. For, oh, no, no, no. Well, that too. I was wrong yeah. about that. Um, but first I was just being defensive about, you know, my prediction with Jeff when I said, no, the jury's still out. But now I'm actually starting to believe that because... Oh, oh, oh. You mean the relationship between Anything Rogue from Rogue One, One in, that might in play into... To the, the, the right. future episodes. Well, I guess okay. we can say that there's nothing in Rogue One that, um, that shed any light on anything in Episode 7. But I still think it's possible in Episode 8 because you have I, – I don't think they would have shown us Darth Vader's castle if it wasn't going to be revisited. I mean they would. They could. But it's so cool. It's a fair assumption. I don't see them mm. not going back there at yeah. some point. I don't know. That could be especially, where Snoke is. We don't even know where Snoke is. Kylo Ren is like so hyper-obsessed with Darth well, Vader. Something they already right. mentioned is that they are going to bring a bunch of stuff from Rogue One into the Rebels. Right. Right. Uh, Which makes that's sense. That's retroactive, right? So that, that's going back in time. But I still think, I mean, there could be something about the Ursos. There could be even, I think maybe you said, Allie, that maybe just some offhanded mention of Jeddah yeah. even by Luke in Episode Eight Is Rey related? Well, someone in Rogue, Rogue One. They've said Ooh. that she's not related to the Urso family, but I don't know. Ooh. I could just still see something see, happening. Okay, now here's my thing. Yeah, everybody. This is, this in is the Urso family is dead. There's no way. But it yeah. seemed it seemed like to me that the Urso mom was force sensitive, just a little bit. Yes. I don't know. So apparently in Catalyst, it talks about her being kind of a force hippie. That uh, I was reading this the other day. Um, Listening like, to Dark like Side of the yogi. Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she hangs out around the facility, you know. <laughs> just, uh, but she, uh, it was something about her walking through these gardens by the okay. Jedi Temple or something, and she, she just falls very around. connected to the Force and to that way of Which life. Which is interesting because yeah. I'm 90% sure that Palpatine lives in the Jedi Temple. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. I, well, I don't. Yeah, oh, right. Because there was the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's. I, oh, maybe that would be what they're referring to because the scene. That scene is on Coruscant. That's Coruscant, which I hadn't actually thought so are about. Are they in the Jedi, Jedi Temple when they're. No, I don't think so. Not, no I think no Palpatine. drinks in the Jedi Temple, bro. Oh, okay. Palpatine. <laughs> 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 There's a for, foreboding. Yeah. Did you guys Whoa. notice, totally irrelevant, that right. like Krennic's cape is like, like sailcloth material? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I it's it was like pretty thick, right? It's no, it's like it's a thick? raincoat. Yeah. 
Oh, right. In oh, the, in you the mean it's got um. Well, in the opening scene, you can definitely tell. Is it the same cape up. every time, though? I'm pretty sure it's the That's same cape. So. Okay. Because it I had know interesting stitching on it. Is we didn't see him walking through the water on Scarif with his cape. You dragging, know, dragging along the surface of the there water. There are so many scenes oh from Scarif. Goodness. So many. I asked Brendan about it, and we haven't had an in-depth conversation. He hasn't no. sent me any of the articles yet. Well, we'll just have to have that conversation but, here. Yes. Um, apparently, there, comes back. there are several yeah. articles yeah. already out about everything that got cut and right. what is different right. from what we even saw in a trailer. Yeah. Two and, months ago. And yeah. would we be able to – would they even be able to put everything back in? See, my thing is, would you be able to see the entire movie uncut with everything? No, or would it not, not make sense because no, of the type of cuts sense. they made? Right. Yeah. The latter. Right. Because, like, the thing with the the TIE fighter pulling up in front of Jin on that platform. That's that not fair. Like, it can't happen. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I thought, Me too. I thought that Darth Vader was going to jump out of that thing. Here's what happened. <laughs> and choke her or do something. The only way they could put it back in right. is if it was, like, uh, I don't know, that little guy, Pal. Had hijacked it, and he just pulled up and like waves to her, and then flies Ooh. off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you later. I stole, I stole a Tie Fighter. Peace. And then just flies away. I'm really speaking of the, the towards the end of the Battle of Scarif. Mm-hmm. I am. Which was beautiful. It was a gorgeous, One of gorgeous, the best scenes gorgeous ever battle. Yep. I am so so glad that that Edwards and everybody on that set played down whatever possibility of a romance there could have been yeah. between Jin yeah. and Cassian Andor. Yeah. Because like you can tell at the end there's something there's there. some there's like a little flicker of like mm-hmm. well crap. But like it's minimal and of course at the end it's like Let's just hold I, hands. I compared it to Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. It does not take over the entire movie with a dumb romance. It's right. just like this afterthought at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with well, even and, less co- of a culmination less, than, yeah. than but, that one. But yeah. that fits realistically yeah. because, again, it's only been 48 hours. Right. Like it's, you know, yeah, but realistically. I really don't think it's been the week. Realistically, if they know they're dying, they're making out on the beach. They're not you just. You think so? Yeah. This is a family movie. Oh, come sorry. on, dude. This Where everybody PG. dies. What is this, PG-13? Like, I mean, come on, though. Really? Probably. No, I was really glad, though, seriously, because, oh. like, it, when we watched it, too, like, my wife groaned because there's that part where they're, like, in the elevator or whatever, and they're kind of looking at each oh, other. Oh, yeah. And yep. it's like, yeah. and I was oh, worried. man, they're going to kiss. I was like, worried. Do it, do it, yeah. I was like, no, 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 I no, was no, too, no, 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 <laughs> it really looked like it. Also, I, I think any time we say Gareth Edwards, we should make some sort of hugging gesture. No. Just I don't. I feel like I can't even the say his name without wanting to hug about. him. You know, I realize maybe that's part of what had me a little lukewarm going into the movie. Is like his personality. When you watch him in interviews, he is so laid back. Mm. He's just like, yeah. So I thought it'd be really cool if we put some stormtroopers on the beach, and it looked really nice. And um, I liked it. <laughs> That's a like, good impression, dude, man. He's so lifeless, yeah. you know. And then, but how I could just, it? How could he have so much imagination? Oh my gosh! The movie has so much character. And again, that's what I like about the music. It's mm. like it's just. I don't know. Like I said, sometimes it reminds me of like Ben Hur or something mm-hmm. from the '50s, and and I love that. Now I have read this on the internet, Ether. Not to change the subject too much. No, go on, Jeffrey. This there is- will be. A rated R Star Wars movie. And that's my original prediction. 
Who said this? From episode seven. I've, re- I've read it three I times now. I it would have to be like the Boba Fett or maybe the Han Solo You movie. said Boba Fett you say or Vader. episodic, a Roman numeral movie would be rated R? I, I, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm keeping to it. You're still wrong. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, no, number no, 12. I mean, it would make more sense, I think, for one of the anthology movies. Yeah, because yeah. they're not dependent it, on it. I, I can but see, it won't be Han Solo. I'm willing to change my prediction to it being an anthology movie. By but the way, it's, it will be Star Wars. The most brutal part I didn't even notice until the second watching is when Darth Vader has his... Oh, I, I told you about that. Tossing dudes around the corridor yeah. scene. And split somebody in half <laughs> Dude, on the ceiling. That scene Whoa. was like when you look in the window of your washing machine <laughs> and like, <laughs> he's like sticking to the sides and, like, getting, oh, getting slapped off walls with the force like backhands you know what it's like it's like putting your clothes in in the in the washing machine uh-huh. but then you put a shoe in there yeah you know and it's like it's like bopping oh, around oh, it's like bam oh. bam that's like bleach for like. good measure yeah. there's a dude that's stuck to the ceiling Via force push. Via the force push. <laughs> and Darth is walking by him, doesn't need to do this, just being a punk. It he doesn't just, even look at he him. He does this, like, lightsaber backhand and slices him. It's m- kind of messed up. And I didn't even notice it the first time. I hope, I don't know if my daughter knows. I was so <laughs> stressed the third, out. The third time I was actually, like, trying to yeah. focus on that scene. And, mm-hmm. man, like, he messed up a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. But some dudes, he kind of lets him go with just a force push head off the wall. <laughs> and then another dude's just getting, like, Darth mauled. You know, I, I don't know. It was, it was, that scene, it was I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Somebody hand that disc off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, ah! are, to you, me. I was actually afraid no one was going to survive. Yeah. That's the first time I was I like, was like okay, we're about to lose. How are these going to make it to the Tantive Four? What a credit to the movie where you know they're getting yeah. the plans out and you're still worried. Yep. You know? like yep. It's like when I watch uh, Super Bowl 49 replay and I know <laughs> Malcolm <laughs> Butler's going to intercept the ball, but I still but think still Seattle's going like to win somehow. Gonna win. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this just can't happen again. And Oh yeah, Malcolm Butler. <laughs> no, but the best, the my, that is my favorite element of that scene is mm. not... Uh, you know, seeing him toss people around and, sh- you know, showing him with the full power of the force at mm-hmm. his peak is great. But seeing the intensity and the terror on those guys' faces and trying to hand off those plans, even like the last dude knowing he's going to die, but just take these, get like them get them through. to where they need to go, save yeah. everybody else was incredible. Yeah. Um, that To me, that epitomized the rebellion, though. Like, they were yeah. going up against something so insurmountable mm-hmm. that and they were just willing to sacrifice everything. And I love that, like, because when we went home and, and watched, like, half of A New Hope, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's the, the part in the um, the briefing room on the Death Star where, where all the moths are talking about, like, until this... <laughs> the moths. Until this battle station is fully operational, we're vulnerable. The Rebel Alliance is too well equipped. And, like, before when you watched it, you were like, oh, really? Because it seems like you've got a giant death machine. Mm -hmm. Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. But now, like, after watching Rogue One, you're like, oh, my God, no. You're totally right. Because, like, every single time that the Rebellion made a successful attack, whether it was on Edu or it was um, on Scarif, Everybody, like everybody that was an Imperial for half a second was like, huh? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. like you get Krennic on Scarif being like, uh, why is nobody doing anything? Right. Did anybody right. else just see the eight bombs go off? <laughs> you know? Right. Hello? 
right? and that's realistic you know like Whoops. you look at these things <laughs> so excited it's it's like uh like things in real history like pearl harbor where it's yeah. just like now yeah sure you look back and like oh why weren't they ready for that and it's like well that's just you weren't expecting happen, it right yeah and the empire like i kept thinking over and over again that's that part in uh return of the jedi when when Luke says to the empire, to the emperor, your overconfidence is your weakness, mm-hmm. and like that, that's all I true. could think right. of is right. like they're just so confident yep. in their strength yep. that they would never in a million years think that a ragtag group of rebels would mm-hmm. show up on Scarif. Right. So random. So random and yeah. take the place out. Right. Now, by the way, we've seen what the Death Star plans look like. You know, it's like vector vision of, you know, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's the port and here's where Six you shoot. Six-bit pixels. So, that's so many gigabytes to get off of Scarif. That's one thing I can't Well, remember. I don't think they showed us all of the planets. Yeah, like, we we only saw maybe a few pictures. But, you know, the other thing that is, I saw, too. I'm just kidding, by the way. I don't really care. I understand. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I, I, it really explains the pace, though, of yeah. the movie and yeah. the pace of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea that this is a race. Yeah. We have to get back, you know, we have to get to this vulnerability mm-hmm. and squash it out before anybody has a chance yep. to even think that they have hope of taking us out. Right. And that's, yeah, timing you know, that's was where everything. you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so great to see Jin try to convince everyone to do something and them say no. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of everything just being like, okay, let's do. And Whereas <laughs> Force Awakens where it's just like, hey, let's talk to the janitor see what he thinks. But see, that explains the government aspect. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which, right. I mean, again, they, just the right they really didn't cover that in Force Awakens. Right. So. And this is like, I think I was saying this to Jeff the other day, like it's it's so refreshing to have the the viewpoint of like the rebellion isn't all good mm-hmm. because like, you know, you get you get these very black and white definitions in the original trilogy and even to an extent in the prequels, but like and like absolutely 100% in the Force Awakens, but in this movie like yeah, the rebellion is fighting against the evil empire, mm-hmm. but there are people within the rebellion who like are not that great. And even and Cassie and Andor at one point point says like we've all done stuff yeah. that we're not proud of, yep. and we would never if we stop doing what we're doing now, we'll never be able to live with ourselves. Right there, you go. Yeah, that was great, and that's why I would have loved to see more of Saw Gerrera's extremism. Because mm. there's and there's that line where Mon Mothma says like yeah his his extreme tactics 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 have caused us a lot of trouble and she looks at uh, that other dude I can't remember his name now like they're like thinking about the same thing like yeah. the problems that he's caused them and I'd love to see that maybe that's going to happen in Rebels because he's going to be on there but I would have this is why I told Jeff after the movie I want a Netflix I mean they've they've talked about a Netflix series for a long time they got to do it and Netflix is producing like amazing action? quality series right now so uh, Saw Gerrera and or uh, Donnie Yen's character who I can never remember how to pronounce his name and Maze Bal- Malbus like any of that as a Netflix series is what I would really be stoked to see. That'd be cool. Because, yeah, I, I want to see that, you know? Like, what, what is he doing that's so extreme and causing these people problems? Yeah. And it gave us the reality that war is not clean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so they brought the war to Star Wars. And it's not black and white. Right. right. And they came face-to-face with that when Jin tells him, like, you're no different than a stormtrooper. And it yeah. makes, And that made me think of the beginning of the movie, an incredibly good piece of dialogue. When, uh, you know, Krennic's talking to Galen Erso about, like, you know, security, peace and security in the galaxy. And then Galen's like, that sounds more like terror to me. 
Yeah. Uh, and then and he like, says, well, what do you think it takes? Yeah. He said, yeah, we got to start. You got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you can see the mindset. To me, that was one of the first times where you start to get. And I mean, you could tell right then that he was bad. But you could also see how other Imperials might be thinking that same thing. Like, well, this is a better alternative than chaos is to create some kind of control, even if it means it made me think of World War Two, how the yeah. U.S., you know, they they released the atom bombs in order to, in their minds, end the war more quickly, not to comment on it, on, on the morality of that. Whoa. But it's the same <laughs> conflict, right, where it's just like, well, if we don't do something drastic now, this war is going to drag out for a long time and a lot more people are going to die. So you could finally so kind of get... is it worth it? Is it worth it? That's, you know, and... And especially coming out of, like... The Clone Wars mm-hmm. and everything that happens in the Clone Wars, and and it all comes back to like the master manipulation that mm-hmm. Palpatine managed to wrangle out of like decades of planning. Yeah, and it's yep. just like, which makes you realize why he's like a whole nother level of evil. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, because totally. you have people with strong wills on both sides thinking different things, and then you know a lot of them with good intentions. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time you could feel like. You know, you could sell me on the idea of some Imperials having really good intentions, which I don't think we've ever seen before. But then, yeah, you insert Palpatine, who's really, you know, insidious. Like, I don't care about nobody. I just want the power. Yeah. Right. And he's manipulating people who might be well-intentioned. And then he's kind of feeding them what they want to hear and really causing trouble and stirring up the pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys. Girl. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You can rope me in. Whatever. I know the guys. You know what I mean. Genderless. Rebels. 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 I feel like we could do eight more episodes just continuing this conversation. But unfortunately, we like can't do that right this second. We got we to gotta see it more yeah, we first. Have to, so uh, have we'll see, see it again and then time. talk about it some more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but remind me, the next time I want to talk about my vision of how Luke Skywalker uses the Force. Okay. In episode eight and hopefully beyond. Oh. Please. We got to bring that up. Ooh, baby. Yeah, so collect your ideas and uh, maybe we'll even figure out some kind of a poll question or uh, question for Walkers. Thanks again, Walkers, for listening to another unbelievable episode (laughs) of Star Wars Over Coffee on the Skywalk. From a certain point of view. (laughs) So this is Jeff. This is Brett. This is Allie. Peace. Bye.